Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode. Uh, we got Josh and Dill on with me. Um, how you guys doing? Let's start with that. Just normal stuff. It's been a week or two. I, I wasn't on last week, so. I'm doing pretty well. Uh, I think with uh, the first topic we're going to get to in a minute, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing pretty well. Yeah. Dill, you? Uh, doing good. It's been a busy week. A lot of things to do, but it's been overall a pretty pretty solid week, so I'm yeah. not complaining. Well, well, Josh, since you know you brought it up, I, I will talk our first topic. Um, it happened uh, just about 24 hours ago because we record on a Wednesday. Judge hit 62. Now, I've got two Yankees fans on this podcast right now. So I'm going to open this to you guys. I have heard so many different things. We've talked about it even on this podcast. Uh, I did see a tweet from Roger Maris Jr. Um, saying that the real home run king is now set and it is Aaron Judge. I have heard everybody, and what I think I like is what the what ESPN has done. It said the American League home run leader, because all three of the others are in the National, or were on teams in the National. So either way, it doesn't matter. It's it's a clean move for both of them. But I'm going to open the doors to you guys. Yeah, so I think, I mean, a number of things can be said, and hopefully I'll leave some left for, for Dylan. But I think one, you know, and we addressed this, I think it was two weeks ago on the podcast when we were talking about this, and I think they should call this the, the non-steroid era. You know, you can't wipe away Barry Bonds' 73. You can't wipe away the, the Sosa McGuire seasons. But... <laughs> At the same time, you should have, you know, whether you want to put an official asterisk in, but I think just, you know, put a notation in the record books that from what was it like 85 to 2000 or, you know, roughly whatever the years were um, that they did not test for performance enhancing drugs, you know, and yeah. just, just make that notation. Hey, this is the record. However, this, you know, Aaron Judge 62 is the record for a time when they were testing for performance enhancing drugs because you know you can't you can't act like bond's record doesn't exist but at the same time like it's not necessarily fair to have guys who aren't on PEDs trying to chase a number that was done by PEDs like that it's just chances are I mean, it's, it's unlikely we will ever see 73. Maybe maybe if Judge didn't have that slump after the All-Star break, but at the same time, what hitter is not going to have a slump during the season? So, you know, yeah, ESPN's been saying AL record because that's a nice, easy out. But what happens if a player, you know, in the NL hits 62? Um, so that's why I think the best way to categorize it is non-steroid era, non or, you know, during performance drug testing. But just to get to last night, like it was awesome. Um, you know, my wife and I watched it live. She's been watching. She's not a Yankees fan, um, but she's been watching the the chase with me because it's easy to get caught up in the storylines, seeing Aaron Judge, seeing his mom in the stands. Um, his dad was able to be there yesterday too. Uh, it's, it's just a really neat thing. And then what you hear from you know all of the commentators, you hear it from a lot of the analysts. What a good guy Aaron Judge is. Um, I love it. Like you saw how thrilled his teammates were, but I thought one of the neatest things was, you know, all the teammates were lined up after, you know, for after he touched home plate, but then they followed him, you know, Giancarlo was up to bat and his at bat was like in a tiny little box in the bottom corner while they're showing judge going through the dugout. And that dude went to like every single team staff and gave them a hug. Um, you know, and they talked about how how beloved he is in that clubhouse. Um, what was it? I I saw that the, I think it was the the first game. The pitcher had went to Judge and told him, "Hey, we're going to throw to you. You know, we're not going to try to pitch around you. We're not going to whatever because the the team, res, you know, the Rangers respect Aaron Judge, and he is such a beloved player." Which then the last thing I'm going to say is that is why the Yankees need to pay him whatever he wants. 
I don't Plank care what he wants. Just you have the record. Cut. The record he made with I know Buster only today was saying that he believes this was the best baseball season ever had by a player. Um, the combination of home runs, RBIs, and batting average, on-base percentage, all of it. Um, pay him whatever he wants because the combination of on-field play plus off-field person, I don't care what Aaron Judge wants. The Yankees need to pay him. And if they don't, man, it's going to be hard to watch Yankees games next year knowing they let that guy walk away. Dilly? No, I mean, you said a lot of it. I, I think – yeah, I mean, first off, I think we talked about it, what, a week or two ago on the podcast. I know we talked about it, I think, last week, too, uh, with just me and Chris. But it might have been two weeks ago. We just need to – the Steinbrenners just need to write a check, write their name, sign it, and just pass it across the table to Aaron Judge and just say, fill it out. Like, that's that's literally what needs to happen. Uh, there's no way you can let him leave and walk away from the team. It, it would the, – the Yankees would be – pretty bad next year if he if he leaves the team i i was a little annoyed today because they didn't let him go after the triple crown and they they yep. sat him me too um me too. i was a little annoyed about that because i was like man let him try to let him try for the triple crown if he goes up his first two at bats and strikes out or is over two all right you can pull him but if he goes two for two and he has a chance for the triple crown like let him let him stay in and bet i was a little annoyed about that but yeah i mean Although, if you just, just go down know- um, the twins guy, Luis Arise, he went one for one and then they pulled him. Um, and so I think if Judge would have played, especially with it being the afternoon, I think Arise had to go like 0 for 4. The twins never would have even played him. Yeah, they would have just let him, they would have let him sit. Yeah. But yeah, if you go down every stat, OPS, slugging percentage, on base percentage, war. Like Aaron Judge leads them all. <laughs> like it's one of the greatest seasons to ever, to ever happen. And and like Josh said, you just need to put in a little, uh, a legitimate asterisk. You can't erase it, even though you kind of want to, because you know it was cheating. Um, but at the same time, unless you're going to go in and literally wipe out their stats, there's nothing you can do about it. Um, but he's the clean king. I guess you could call him like he's the one who did it cleanly uh, and got to, to 62. Um, I did think it was interesting though, that he uh, to kind of go on the note of who he is as a person. He, when he was asked about the ball, he said that fan earned like that fan got it. It's he has a right to it. Like it's up to him if he wants to, what he wants to do with it. Uh, I heard today that I heard today that he turned out the fan turned down $2 million for the ball already. I I saw the I saw the fan go, like, go. I mean, what are they pretty... gonna do? And he goes, "Good question." He's like, "What are you gonna do with the ball?" He goes, "Good question." I have no idea. I like, like, I mean, I'm not handing that ball over for free to be like, but you never take the first offer. You never take you you act like no, that's beneath me, and you try to raise that price up. Like, like I would tell Aaron Judge if he's like, "Hey, I'll give you three or four million dollars." I'd be like. Hey, call me back when you get that new contract this offseason, and then we'll talk. <laughs> that that would be what I would say. But I thought it was pretty cool that Judge was like, if he has a right to it, whatever he wants to do with it. Like, I thought that was a pretty pretty cool gesture. He wasn't like, I need that ball, or I deserve that ball. Like, give me the ball. Uh, I don't think he would have ever done that, or someone would, but I thought it was a, a cool gesture on his part. I would say, I don't think he would have, but I think he needs to have that ball. I think somehow oh, yeah. he, that he ball. Definitely need, he definitely needs that ball. I think somehow either he needs that ball or like. He needs to pay someone like, to break into be, that needs, The Yankees need that ball. <laughs> like yeah. somehow in some way the Yankees need that ball. You know, like the organization. Because I'm pretty sure the Yankees probably have Maris's ball somewhere, you know. So I don't know. I, I, I heard a lot of good things. I mean, like, when you know, Josh, what you were saying about, you know, we can't erase. I mean, there's a 30 for 30 of McGuire and Sosa going back and forth on their home run. You know, um, I think the one thing I will say this is they have a lot of talks of McGuire, a lot of talks of Sosa. I mean, granted, Barry Bonds gets the conversation, but you don't see any real news about it. It's like, oh, Barry Bonds is the home run king. But that's about it. There's no... 
long drawn out discussion. There's no 30 for well, 30. There's no Am I wrong that he's never he I don't think he's ever come out and said I feel like he's denied PED use. Am I wrong? Oh, well, I'm not you know, no, he still denies. I'm not saying that. I'm saying just in a general he sense. He has, of, but his head hasn't. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> No, yeah, but, no, you can definitely tell, but he's never admitted to actually doing it. No, but I'm saying uh, there's no documentaries on it, on his home run race, you know what I mean? So I, I guess I just think, you know, just my thought process is it just seems a little weird for me. Um, all right, so next conversation we want to have is and, you know, I know Chris would probably be uh, someone I'd want to have on this when we talk about it, but the NBA preseason has started. It is preseason, not much to it, but there's some key things like I think are, are something to bring up. Um, I will say this. Uh, we had a uh, – how did I just go blank? I just went blank. Uh, ben Simmons sighting. Mm. You know, he actually played and against Philly, which, you know, was another real kicker um, and didn't look bad. I guess would be a good way to say it, you know. Um, He's had enough rest. Yeah, we also had a Zion sighting so far, you know. He'll get hurt next game. And even a Kawhi Leonard sighting, which, mm. you know. So, Don't pull his hamstring listening to this. <laughs> but I will say this. Um, there's been a it's lot of things. And sit out next game. <laughs> is there anything you guys are looking forward to? Not even just watching these preseason games, but just coming up with this season. Um, I mean, I just got a notification that the Warriors might be looking to take um, action against Draymond because apparently him and Jordan Poole got in a physical altercation at practice today. So uh, that's like uh, I don't think there was any punches thrown, but apparently it was heated and they were shoving each other. So I don't know. But um, I mean, this season there, I just I think this year has is going to have a lot of and I think last year did as well, which is one reason the Warriors won was there's a lot of parity in the NBA this uh, last year. And I think this year there will be as well. Uh, with, there's just a lot of teams in the NBA that are uh, that are good or that have good players. Uh, like Cleveland trading for Donovan Mitchell. Where does that put them in the, in the rankings in the East? Um, you have Brooklyn. Are they actually going to be healthy? Is Kyrie going to actually play? um is Ben Simmons gonna play but like the West always had has always had like 10 teams 11 teams that are that are good enough to make the playoffs and I think the East is starting to catch up and be pretty pretty deep as well so I'm looking forward to see the parody uh I always like seeing new stars new guys emerge uh and and take the next step so I mean I'm just kind of interested in general just to get the season underway and get it get it going yeah, I, mean, I think I think you've got you know you mentioned Ben Simmons actually being on the court um, in basketball clothes instead of whatever else he was wearing most of last season. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they do. You know, you've got Kyrie, you've got KD who are still there, perhaps against their wishes, and then you've got Ben Simmons who's actually playing. Um, it's preseason, but I mean, I thought the 76ers have looked decent um, both against the Nets and then so far this evening the the Lakers looked awful so that's a thing to keep watching um LeBron I think was out for seven from the field but I mean some of that you take with a grain of salt because does LeBron even care about the preseason at this point I kind of yeah. doubt it but does anything happen with Russ Westbrook I don't know um you know it's hard to be super invested in the preseason I mean, heck, I know I've been a little busier watching the preseason of hockey, um, just trying to figure out who who the Bruins are going to have on the, the starting roster with Charlie McAvoy, Brad Marchand, and Matt Grizzlick um, still injured. You know, just a, a little interesting move right there. I know last, you know, this evening, um, when we're recording the, the check line of Pavel Zaka, David Krejci, and David Pasternak, we're looking pretty good. So, no, um, there's a little hockey for everybody. Okay. Um, but we got it in now. We're good. 
Yeah, preseason is preseason. Um, you're trying to figure out a lot of your veterans aren't going to be playing as much or as hard. You're going to have young guys trying to make a roster spot. Um, but I think it is of note that a few of those injured guys have been back on the court, monitor their playing, see if they can stay healthy, and then let's just get to the regular season when when things actually matter. Um, that's probably what what I would say I'm looking forward to to most. I think for me, it's I, I'm, I will have to add this in. Is, is the Celtics last year were in the finals, and now they don't have a coach. Um, not to say that it was only because of M.A. Udaka, but I want to know if they can overcome all this and actually still play well as this team. Um, It'll be I mean, their third coach in three years. Brad Stevens, Emi Udoka, and then... I will I would love it if Brad Stevens just took a, a slump for a year and came down and coached again. Well, they asked him about it. He said he never thought about it. He's like, I know no, he did. No. He's, he I said, know. No, I'm not going back. Home. But I'm just saying, I would have loved it a little bit more. Um, this team actually looked really good, and all they needed was I thought this could be a good year for them, and now this. So, um, yeah, I'm just kind of curious to see how they all unfolds. So. But I figured I'd ask, and and now, you know, we we talk about this way too much on here, but it's 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 NFL time, it's football time. Um, last last week when you guys recorded, because I was not on, uh, I'm I didn't get to listen to this, but I'm pretty sure y'all talked about the Tua coming back from the concussion. Did y'all even talk? A... I don't remember. That was too long. Okay. Ago. Well, Thursday night, Tua gets laid out. There's a big controversy of was, you know, not this past Sunday, but the week before. Did he have a concussion? And was he, should he have come back? Um, now, I mean, everybody saw the, uh, the crazy hand lock when he got hit. Um, everybody kind of talked about it. Tua hasn't been seen since that hit. I mean, he's tweeted and talked, but he hasn't been publicly in, in anywhere. What do you guys think of not the hit because it was just a football play. It was a bang-bang play. But I guess the overall situation. What are your all thoughts on that one? Dylan, you want to go first? Sure. I mean, I – so the the original play that happened against the Bills and then him subsequently coming back in playing and, and then playing in the Thursday night game, I don't know. It's really – it's really tough for me. I know that since since the um, the second head injury, I'm pretty sure they fired the – uh, the unaffiliated neuro trauma consultant or whatever uh, that was affiliated with the, the dolphins that cleared Tua, so that that hindered what I thought a little bit, uh, but I'm still unsure because so my thought is is if the team cleared him, this independent neurologist cleared him, and Tua wanted to play and felt fine, I I don't see the issue too much with him coming back in the Buffalo game and then playing in the Bengals game. Now tragedy. I mean, he got, he got hit again in the head four days later. And that, that was terrible. I mean, the moment, like you, you can ask my wife, the moment his head hit the ground, like from the live shot, I was like, Oh goodness. I said, he just got, he just got whacked. Um, And then they zoomed in and you saw his hands and, and just how bad that looked. It was, it was terrible. Uh, But the the original hit it's hard for me to say that that the team and then this independent neurologist who's who's should be unbiased no affiliation with the team willingly looked the other way if he had a concussion or concussion like symptoms so that's that's the only thing that that i can think and then but with them firing him and saying he didn't do his job in certain ways they didn't really specify what that meant um, so I don't know what that means. So I, I'm kind of up in the air still. I, mean, I can be convinced either way. But the fact, to me, it would have to be a big conspiracy that the Dolphins, this independent neurologist and Tua all had to then 
come onto the same story and say it was a back injury. There was no concussion. He was cleared from it. He didn't have symptoms, all that kind of stuff uh, for it to, for me to be, for, for me to be feel bad, not feel bad. I feel bad, but you, you get what I'm saying for me to, to think that it was, he shouldn't have been in on Thursday night because I think he was fine to be in Thursday night. I think my biggest issue with the whole Sunday game was when he came out to the press conference with that weak ass ace bandage around his, around his waist that had no ice or no nothing else on it. So what was the ace bandage there for? So I think my thing there, it's a, a compilation of issues on this. Um, I mean, I'd be intrigued to know why exactly the independent neurologist was let go. Um, I have no reason to think he was biased or whatever, but at the same time, I also struggle because I am no neurologist. However, I saw that hit and I saw Tua get up and I'm not buying that as a back and ankle injury because like, I don't know guys, um, I am apparently over the hill because like my back bothers me a lot more now. I don't know if you guys have that. Hey, we, we're not talking about you being over the hill at this. Mine are, mine are my knees. Mine are my knees. Nope. Yeah. I mean, yeah, okay. That stop, hurts too, especially, Hey, I've got a surgically repaired one. I got metal and artificial bones. So like my knees, so killing so do I. Um, but like my back, my back bothers me. You know, when I get up in the morning or especially like, most Saturdays, I go out and play two-hand touch football with these guys. And, like, you know, every time my back hurts, I grab my back. I've never once grabbed my head when my back was the problem. <laughs> um, I have limped. I have, like, struggled, but I've never been wobbly and almost fell over and then reached for my head when it was my back and my ankle. Um, I, I don't feel like you had to be a neurologist to say, like, hey – Something's not right here. And I get that they've got their protocol and apparently Tua got through it. But I think, you know, I feel bad because it might be that the neurologist is being a fall guy. But if he has to have Tua pass through these steps, I don't know how much is up to judgment. You know, I guess that's one of the things. I don't know enough about the protocol, but if there's no judgment of the neurologist, but rather a series of things that need to be worked through, Tua might have gotten through them. But somebody somewhere needs to use some common sense and say, hold up. Like, yeah, you may have passed through all of it. You might be telling me it was your back. You like football players, they want to play. You know, you see it with a lot of the analysts. You know, what is it? Ninko, who's always saying like, oh, just get that pain shot and get back out there. You know, Rob Ninkovich. Um, he's like, just just take a shot and get out there. Um, like those guys want to play. I have no doubt Tua is a baller. He's a gamer. He wants to play, but somewhere along the line, somebody also has to stand in between Tua and an unwise decision. I get that he wants to play, but that's where McDaniels or somebody has to be like, man, we saw that replay. You're going to sit it out today. Let, let's lose yeah, one. Two, and... two things I would add real quick. One, I to, to your point, I think the last step, so I think they have to do tests, but I think it ultimately comes down to the team deciding whether or not they that he can come back. Uh, and I think part of that is also Tua trying to convince them that he's okay and wants to come back. So it, it, it is up to the team, I think, is the last step if he clears everything. Um, the other thing is, is like, I know you say you're back. I think for him, like if you watch that hit and I'm not defending it or anything like that, I think his neck, like I'm there, I, there's no doubt his head hits, but I think it also could be a neck slash like upper back that could have like dazed him a little bit or that tightened up. And he's trying to, I'm not saying, I don't know, but I'm saying like that it wasn't like a lower back shot. And he was like, Oh, like it wasn't my head or whatnot, but it wasn't like his lower back, but I think it could have been an upper neck because his back kind of like shot back and, and did that. So that, that's think, the only thing I, I can say. Can still lead to a concussion. And oh, it can. It's at, whiplash. You get the whiplash and the, you the look at him reaching like towards his helmet. And like, to me, the telltale, the sign was, was when the he loss. And almost yeah, fell. yeah. Like that. And then it's like, man, just sit like to Thursday night, have him sit. Teddy Bridgewater's not bad. Play Teddy, give two of the rest. Like, I think just sending him out Thursday, it may not have been wrong, but like, man, I think it was unwise. And I'm so, sure, but the hard part is I'm sure, you know, if 
if McDaniel, he probably wouldn't say this, but if McDaniels had it to do over again, two is not going to play. Oh, like, yeah. But hindsight's twenty twenty. But at the same time, sometimes it's good to have a little bit of foresight. Well, so the thing I saw was the way that I've heard, and it was from coaches, you know, on you know, like analysts, coach, you know, coaches. All you get is, hey, two is good to go. He passed protocol. He's not injured. And as a head coach, that's that's the information you get. And if you've got Tua, who, by the way, Tua gets a lot get of conversation. Then. Right. Who, by the way, gets a lot before this season. And I mean, I've been on, we've been on this epi- on this podcast. You've said it. He has to prove himself. He is a small quarterback. He is this. He, so if, if you're Tua and you're hearing it and we're saying it and it, it's, not like, it's not like we're the only one saying it, it's across the league. So if I'm Tua, I'm sitting there going, I've got to get back. I've got to, I've got to be, we are, you know, we're three and oh, I got to win this game. I've got to win, you know, for the Buffalo game, you know, we've got to go. I can do this. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Now, when it came to Cincy, that was a different story. Cincy at that time was not playing, coming in, playing well. I just, I, I'd have rolled a dice with Teddy and said, Hey, look, I know you're back in this. Let's just go, you know? Yeah. I think though, when you, when you think about it that way though, he came back in the second half and he didn't show any symptoms from Monday to Thursday. So to them, if he was able to play in the second half and didn't show any symptoms, their thought is he should be fine. And and so like, you can also see the, the team side of just, he played second half. He didn't have any symptoms. He wants to play. He feels good. And, and that's, and so they're like, okay, he's good to play like that. That that's kind of where it goes. And, and in a way, I think we we sometimes want to bag too hard on the medical staff or the team, but Tua also in a way gets some blame because if Tua was hurting and was it was a head injury Sunday and he lied and said it was his back to get back in or he had symptoms during the week and didn't say them, like it's all his own fault as well. As bad as it was, it's also his fault. So I don't want to bag too much on the team or the doctor or whatnot and not say that did not and absolve two of any wrongdoing. And it, he might not have done any wrong. Maybe he was fine, but, but I also don't want to presume and say that I know more than a doctor or, or the coaches or the team who had more information about Tua well, than I did. Even though with an eye test with an eye test, most everyone, even when I first saw it, I was like, Oh, that's a concussion. Yep. But, but I, but uh, again, I wasn't there. I wasn't in the room. I don't know. So I tried. I don't want to speak with too much. This is what happened. Uh, like I think some people want to well, like, on TV, uh, but it's well, like, eh, whatever. When it comes to TV, the last person that had a concussion kept playing, even though he shouldn't have, is now a broadcaster on ESPN Monday Night Football, and that is Troy Aikman. He got way too many of them, and can you know he has issues. I'm with pretty that. sure Aikman doesn't remember a whole Super Bowl he played in. <laughs> He doesn't. I think I I think I heard about that. So I'm just saying, sometimes you have to look out for the player, and that's even by the player's standards. Yep. Yeah, I think Whitworth so. on Thursday night talked about uh, a teammate of his when he got a concussion pulled him out of the game. Like he told he told Whitworth, "You're not playing." Like you're you he told he told Whitworth, "You have a concussion. Like you're not playing." And he went to the coaches and said, "He can't play," uh, and the player pulled out. Him, yeah. Him All right. Well, after this, we're going to take a quick break. Um, we'll be back and we're going to talk about week five coming up. All right. We'll be right back. Hey, guys, we're back. And, Dill, I'm going to turn it over to you. We're going to go through week five, make our picks, go through the preview, what we think of each game, like we do every week, and take it away. Yeah, so update on where we were this past week, Dad. You led the the picks at twelve and four, uh, followed by me and Josh at nine and seven, and Chris at five and eleven. Looks like Chris, well, even though he's not week. here, I will bag on him a little bit that he couldn't handle the pressure of being on top. Nope, one week. Uh, 
he got uh he he had the the pressure and then he collapsed he folded like a lawn chair now he's uh he's down at the bottom after a five and eleven start yeah uh uh and so i uh so he's down dad you have a three game lead right now uh chris thank obviously you. isn't thank with you. us uh, like we're in typical pattern i'm gonna i'm gonna throw a game out just give me one thing total for the whole game both for total for uh that you are looking forward to um and we can move through them quickly because we we do have a lot of games to to get through today um so the first game is thursday night colts at broncos um uh, josh what are you looking forward to in this game huh. um who can disappoint us most <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, uh, I don't know which one has been more disappointing. Um, maybe the Colts. But on it, like, I, I just, at this point in the season, I don't know what to expect. Dad, what about you? Yeah, for me, um, can JT actually play solid? Isn't he out? He's out. Oh, that's right. I, never mind. Okay. So then, yeah, okay, I'm going to go with Josh's thing. <laughs> I don't Jaquanta care. Williams is out. Jonathan yeah. Taylor is out. Is and Pittman, both teams have kind of sucked this year anyway. Is Pittman even going to play? I don't know. Yeah, uh, he's playing. He, he'll so, play. I guess, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I got nothing. Russ uh, can't my, look and Maddie I is see, not on, on your ice. Russ, Russ cooked a little bit last week. I want to see if he can if he can keep uh, – if he, I think I heard someone say he's starting to sizzle. Can he keep it going? Can he, can he keep the sizzle going? Um, so I'm, I want to see if Russ can get, get it going against a Colts defense that hasn't impressed at all. And that was the strength of their team, one of the strengths of their team last year. Uh, and so I want to see if the, if, if, uh, if he can get it together. Uh, Dad, I will go in the same pattern. Uh, Dad, who are you picking? And then Josh, who are you picking? Um, I'm going to go with Denver just because it's in Denver. Josh? Yeah, I'm going to go Denver. Um, Javante's out, but so is Jonathan Taylor, and I think Denver's defense is better. Yeah, so it's a clean sweep. Chris obviously chose his Broncos, uh, so that, that'll be that pick. Uh, next game is the Steelers at the Bills. Uh, Dad, what are you looking forward to in this game? Um, Just so Kenny Pickett getting the, getting the start. Um, I want to see how well he is as a full game. I mean, it didn't look too great last game. I mean, he, you know, threw some interceptions. Now, granted, some of them weren't his fault, but I, I guess just, I mean, I already know what the Bills are going to do. I mean, it's going to be a, a win for them. I hate saying it that way, but I just, yeah, just to see what Kenny Pickett can do against that defense and kind of put himself into this, into the NFL. Josh? Yeah, I think it's interesting. Um, you know, will Kenny Pickett throw an incompletion? Because he didn't last week. Um, <laughs> he, he threw 10 to his own team and three to the other team. But um, but no, like if if Pickett struggled against the Jets, what's gonna happen against the Bills? Um I feel bad for the kid, but it could get ugly. But he's got Moxie. Season. You saw that you saw that play where he got taken to the ground and he got up smiling. Um, so at least he seems to take it pretty well. I mean, he's a good he's a good locker room guy. A lot of the guys in the locker room in the city love him. Um, but he's gonna get his he's gonna get his butt handed to him. I think this week. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's gonna have a I think he's gonna have a, a tough time this week. Um, well, Dad, who are you? Uh, you already said the Bills. Josh, who yeah. are you taking? I'm assuming the Bills. Bills. Yeah, a, a clean sweep again for four straight picks there. Uh, next game is a close relate or uh, a meaningful game i guess in uh in this podcast is going to be the falcons at the bucks uh josh i will start with you i will not give the dignity of starting with my dad yeah no i mean the bucks haven't looked good the the falcons have looked surprisingly good so i guess um my question is does the how how does the falcons offense look against the Bucks defense because the Bucks defense did not look very great against the Saints. Um, and so what does Mariota and or against the Chiefs? Yeah, sorry, that's what I meant. Um, what does Mariota and the Falcons offense do against them? Yeah, the winner of this game has the division lead. 
after this week. So that's interesting. Dad, what are you looking forward to in this game? Uh, I mean, I've been happy that we've stayed within, you know, our losses with, you know, short, close games, four points or less. So we played well. Um, even in the first game where we lost in the fourth quarter, I'm not too happy about with that with the Saints, but we kind of adjusted to it. Um, I think my biggest thing is is Cordell Patterson not playing. He's on the IR for the next four weeks, and kind of where our run game is going to go. I mean, last week Caleb started playing well. Tyler Algier started playing well. So I, I mean, we're a run first, heavy run heavy deep offense. But the Bucks can stop that. I know they can. So couldn't stop it last week. Couldn't no, stop the but... bleed last week. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm. I always look forward to division games because pretty much every division game in the NFC South seems to be close. It, it yeah. usually ends up being a, a fairly close game. Um, I've been to a couple Bucks Falcons games in Tampa, uh, and it's they're usually good games. That was the game Jameis threw his thirtieth interception. Uh, in overtime, which was a was was a close game, it went to overtime, uh, and so it's always a good game. I won't be able to watch much of it, but uh, I I think it'll be a, a solid game. But I think the Bucks will take advantage of a pretty porous Falcons defense. One of the the weaknesses their 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 strengths are their corners, but everything else is a fairly big weakness. Uh, but uh, what are you picking, Dad? I'm assuming you're going to go with your Falcons in this. Hey, I'll take. I mean, I'm going to take them. I, I'm liking how we're playing. I mean, I've said it this season. I was kind of hoping we'd have a top five pick, but we've actually been staying well in these games. Um, you're still in the mix for it. There's only no team have every team has at least a win right now. Yeah, so. I know we could still get a top five. Who knows? But I'm going to take Atlanta with this one just because I like the way we've been playing, even without Cordell. Cordell. Uh, I, I like what we've been doing, especially with how the Bucks haven't been looking as solid as we expected them to be. Josh, where are you going with this pick? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if the Falcons win, but I'm going to go ahead and go with the Bucks. All right. Uh, next game, uh, Chris went to the Bucks, so Dad, you're the only one on the Falcons there. Uh, Which next happened game last the... week with the Jets. And who won that one? Yeah, it did. Uh, the Giants at the Packers. This is Sunday morning at London. So if you need a fantasy thing, make sure to check that before. Um, <laughs> but uh, Josh, where are, you, wow. where are you looking forward to in this in this game? Yeah. Uh, what do the Giants do for quarterback? Um, say Quan. Say. Quan. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I don't know. Like. I don't know if we're asking that or who has a worse wide receiver situation. I don't know. Um, somewhere, I think the Packers <laughs> receivers look really good, though. Too. Some, somewhere Kenny doubts. Galladay is cashing a lot of checks for no dang reason. But, um, <laughs> but no, I'm just really – like, I think it's a shame. Daniel Jones has been looking really good. The Giants have been looking surprisingly good. I really like what – Three and one. Dable, yeah, I like what Dable has been doing with them. Um, and I just think it's a dang shame that Jones got hurt. Um, I'd love to see him out there, especially with Saquon balling out. But um, but no, I think it could end up being an ugly one between the the travel and playing in England, as well as just having potentially no no real quarterbacks. Um, it could be rough. Yeah, I think for me, um, I for fantasy, if I have Saquon, can I put him in the quarterback slot? So I mean, just it, I think it should be a change for this for this um a whole Taysom hill tight end quarterback yeah something come on but uh be better with, than any of my quarterbacks with <laughs> this right now um i think you know rogers has you know his comments last week with the sustainability of the offense um i think it's going to put a fire under him um i like what the giants have been doing this season I like what Brian Gable's kind of brought in, but I feel bad for this game. I don't think it's going to help them the way it should. Yeah, I'm looking to see if Romeo Dobbs keeps building. Uh, Dobbs has played exceptionally well uh, the last two weeks. I think he's gotten eight targets in both weeks and a touchdown in both weeks. Almost had a second touchdown that would have ended the game uh, last week against the Patriots, a big 50-yard touchdown. Um 
So I want to see if he keeps building and if he keeps uh, building some rapport and becomes the number one guy down in uh, in Green Bay. Uh, but with that, where you got that? Where are you going with your pick here? I'm going to go with Green Bay. I really Josh. like where the Giants are going, but I'm going to go with Green Bay. Yeah, if uh, Daniel Jones was healthy, maybe I'd have a bit of a question. But even so, I think I'd still go Green Bay. Yeah, that's another sweet three out of the four. We have we have all all of us picking the same game. Uh, Chargers at the Browns is the next game. Uh, Dad, what are you looking forward to in this game? Um, if if the Chargers can keep this offensive momentum that they had last week going, and if Nick Chubb can just keep running this ball down everybody's throat, um, he looked really good against Atlanta last week. It was all we had, but that's about it. Uh, Josh, what are you looking for? Yeah, I think, um, you know, we're looking at the Browns. Really, their defense was disappointing just all around. I was kind of disappointed with the Browns this past week. And the Chargers, they really got Austin Eckler a lot more involved. Um, I thought their offense looked good, especially if you're dealing with a recovering quarterback. Um, So, yeah, can the Browns do any better? Because if not, you know, the Falcons, we give them credit. They've been playing well, but the Chargers offense is way better than the, the Falcons. Yeah, I want to see the, the Chargers defense um, take the step. I know they're without Joey Bosa for the next few weeks, but you you traded for Khalil Mack. You signed J.C. Jackson. Like, you, like you, you've added some talent to that team. Can they take the next step and uh, become a, a fairly solid defense? Because I feel like this year – they just haven't uh, played super well. I mean, the Raiders scored 19, the Chiefs 27. They 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 allowed 38 to the Jags and 24 to the Texans last week. So they're not stopping a lot of teams. Uh, so can they can they step up and actually play? Even though they don't have Joey Bosa, and I know that, but they they got to step up because their run defense is not great, and they're getting one of the best rushers in the NFL this week so it's going to be a tough game for that that front seven uh where are you guys going with your picks uh i'm gonna go with the chargers josh i'm gonna go with the chargers as well another clean sweep uh next game is the bears at the vikings josh what are you looking for during this game (laughs) um you know can can justin fields survive can he do anything that that offense is just killing that poor guy like I it's hard to watch and it's not his fault I don't think you know people I remember when people were saying he might be better than Trevor Lawrence I think that was baloney that was a load of hooey but man he's way better than what they're doing to him and it's honestly sad to watch what they're doing to that guy having him behind that offensive line um it's rough so, like, does does Justin Fields survive another week without getting injured? I think I saw he's getting sacked at a higher rate than David Carr was, um, which if you remember David Carr, Derek Carr's older brother, who was picked by the Texans, and was basically sacked out of the league um, because he was that just, yeah, he was a good quarterback who got destroyed by the team. And I'm just hoping it doesn't happen to Fields. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I think David Carr was the first pick ever for the Texans. Hmm. and and he is not anywhere in it i i hope that chicago can get whatever their head out of their whatever this offseason and start actually protecting this franchise qb um i feel bad for him i agree i feel bad for him minnesota has looked great but they they're looking pretty they're they're looking like they're coming back it looks like they're building up so I'm curious to see if they can just like this is a good bounce back gimme game for them. I mean they won last week in England, but this is just a good bounce back gimme game to where they in the division too. Yeah, I'm looking forward to see Justin Jefferson start getting some consistency, um, but I think that also starts with Kirk Cousins getting him the ball a little bit. Uh, and so I, but I mean we we're not questioning Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson's one of one, one of the best, if not the best, wide receiver in the NFL. So. I, I, I'm just looking to get him a little bit more consistent 
you would think with a guy like Justin Jefferson, you're like, yeah, I think 10 targets is what the minimum should be each week. <laughs> like we, we need to get him the ball as much as, as possible and get the ball in his hands. So I want to see what they do with that. Uh, so with that, uh, dad, where are you going with your pick? I would be surprised if anybody takes Chicago, except maybe Chris. Josh. Minnesota. Yeah, Chris actually went against the Bears. This might be oh, the wow. first time ever that Chris wow. has gone against the Bears. <laughs> okay. At least in my memory that Chris went against the Bears. I think since he went 5 and 11, he's like, okay, maybe I can't do that. Well, you just wait until one of his later picks, and you'll see that. that <laughs> um, the next game is the Lions at the pa- Patriots. Uh, what, Josh, what are you, Josh, what are you looking forward to in this game? Is Amon Ra back? Um, you know, how – how does the Lions offense do, but also how does the Lions defense do? Um, I know Mac Jones is out. Do you know if Hoyer is back or if it's going to be Zappy again? I think it's uh, I think it's going to be either Mac Jones or Zappy because I think Hoyer has a head injury or a concussion. Um, I don't know. I think they're going to be cautious on him. So it's either going to be Mac or Zappy. Dolphins would say he was okay. But, um, no, I mean, Zappy, Zappy wasn't terrible last week, but – I'm I mean the Lions that game they lost against the Seahawks um I saw some of the analysts were saying if the Lions had a bad defense they would have won that game (laughs) um their defense is like worse than bad if they were just bad they would have won that game their offense looks great they scored what 45 points without DeAndre Swift and without um Amon Ra St. Brown so I think St. Brown's going to be back this week Swift might still be out but I'm not sure but I'm just really intrigued to see can Detroit's offense keep it going. Yeah, I like what Detroit's been doing. I know that they've had some injuries, you know, with Amon Ra and DeAndre Swift. I mean, even they said Jameson Williams isn't going to come back till you know. I want to see what that that tandem is going to look like. Um, New England, I, I I don't know. I would almost say if it wasn't Bill Belichick, I'd say it's a dumpster fire type situation going right now, but. Um. Yeah, I, I, I have the only thing I'm looking forward to in this game is is if can, if Amonra isn't playing, what Detroit's going to look like. Yeah, I mean, I'm just seeing, I'm wondering uh, if the Patriots are going to go down to one and four. I'm interested to see how that is taken and what that looks like for the for the Patriots who, frankly, haven't had this much lack of success and over 20 years so i want to see what that what happens there and what belichick's reaction is and how that goes over with ownership because i think ownership at the beginning of the season was talking playoffs and one and four you're probably not making the playoffs especially in the afc if you go one uh, five you ain't making the playoffs not AFC uh, East. dad what are you what are you taking here detroit i'm actually Gosh. It's, it's weird to say it but detroit yeah i'm taking the lions as well detroit city Another sweep. We have literally there, there's been one defection of a pick, and that was my dad taking the Falcons. That's the only pick we have not agreed on. Uh, the next game is the Seahawks at the Saints. Uh, dad, what are you looking forward to in this game? Um, Gino played well last week. I'm kind of hoping he can play it again. Uh, I don't even know if I haven't heard anything on on Jameis if he's going to play or not. Um, I heard he's limited. So I think it matters. Um, Andy Dalton's not a horrible quarterback, but I just don't see it being a great um, setup. So just, I, I, quarterback play, I guess, for me. Yeah, I'm, um, I think same thing. You know, will, can the, the Saints win against a much better defense? Yeah. I'm in, the, yeah. sorry, I'm at Seahawks. Sorry. Um, the Saints will provide a much better defense than what the Lions provided last week. Um, you know, and so what what does that look like? Yeah, I want to see if the Saints defense uh, steps up because this was supposed to be the strength of their team. Cam Jordan, Marshawn Lattimore. Um, I, want to, I wanted to say Draymond Jones, uh, but I'm, I'm trying to think of their middle linebacker, Demario Davis. Yeah. Uh, uh, they're supposed to be the strength of their team and they have not looked great. Uh, they've gotten taken advantage of in a lot of different ways. So 
I want to see if they can get it together because otherwise this team is in a downward spiral and maybe Chris is right and we don't want that. So, <laughs> uh, Dad, what uh, Dad, what are you picking, taking in this game, Seahawks or Saints? Um, uh, I'm going to go Saints. Josh? I'm going to go Saints. All right. Uh, Chris took the Seahawks in that game. Uh, yeah, next game is the Dolphins. I get it. Yeah, I know. And it's kind of in his, it was like last year, he had to pick against the Chargers all the time because he, we had that bet, yeah. which I still haven't gotten my pizza for. So, uh, but well, the next game is he's the, got to work on gummy bears yeah. and pizza. Yeah, gummy bears, pizza. He's got to buy Josh's plaque for his dynasty win last year. So he's, he's yeah. got, he's got some things he's got to do. Uh, the next game is the Dolphins at the Jets. Um, Josh, what are you looking forward to in this game? Yeah, I no Tua Zach, in this game, too. Yeah, can can Zach Wilson keep playing well? And then how does Teddy B play in Tua's stead? Then, I'm seeing, yeah, I'm looking at the exact same thing. Um, Zach Wilson played really well um, last week. He started going, I mean, it's game one. Um, but I think the bigger one is, is can Teddy – take this offense the way it was and make it still play well um you know it didn't look well when he came in last week against Cincy I mean I should say it didn't look well he just didn't look there but now having a whole week of you know practice and everything could it be better yeah I want to see Zach Wilson take some steps he got comfortable in the fourth quarter last week um but the first three quarters he was a little shaky he did uh, his uh, his gritty didn't look bad though after his <laughs> touchdown catch he he, he was he wasn't uh, rusty with that but uh, I, I just want to see him take steps to improve and become the franchise guy that the Jets hope he is uh, because I think we all not all of us but I think some of us had the Jets being a oh no we all had the Jets as the second best team in that division this year um, so I had them winning nine games so. Uh, in order for that to happen, the uh, Zach Wilson's got to be yeah. Zach Wilson's <laughs> got to get got to get going. Uh, so, Dad, what are you taking in this game, Dolphins or Jets? I'm going to change. I may change my mind, but right now I'm going to take the Jets. Josh, see, I'm in the same boat of where I might change my mind, but I'm still leaning Dolphins right now. All right, this is a split. I'm taking the Jets. Chris took the Jet or the Dolphins. So right now I'm on the Jets. I think the Jets pull it out. Because right now so too, the, the, the Dolphins don't have they don't have one corner and they might not have their top two corners. So I think that, hmm. that changes a little bit uh for for how Zach Wilson plays. But yeah. Uh, next game is the Titans at the Commanders. Uh Dad, what are you looking forward to in this game? Um nothing. No, I have nothing. I really don't. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, Josh. <laughs> sorry, I threw you off, today, Josh. <laughs> I guess. Um, can Carson Wentz and the offense play better this week than they did last week? I, that I, yeah, I, I can't. I, Derrick Henry hasn't looked great. Wentz hasn't looked great. Nothing. You know what? I have something. Ryan Robinson is able to practice with the Washington Commanders again. That's all I got. Yeah, which is kind of incredible. What five, six weeks away or removed from getting shot in the leg? Yeah, so, so. that's all I got. I, I that's it. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with Josh. I want to see Wins bounce back. He had a good first two weeks of the season, and then he hasn't looked great the last two weeks. So can he can he recover and play well against a Titan secondary that isn't the best, but isn't they're an average secondary so i want to see how he how he does against that uh so dad what do you have who do you have winning this game titans or commanders uh here do josh i gotta flip a coin i'm i'm probably gonna go ahead and go with commanders i'm gonna go i yeah i'll go with the commanders too yeah, I have the commander, so does Chris. Uh, I might change his pick. I'm not really sold either way. On, I'm, uh, that's, on... that's why I might flip a coin. I don't know. Um, next game is the Texans at the Jags. AFC South rivalry. Josh, what are you looking forward to in this game? Yeah, I mean, just uh, 
The Texans aren't great. Um, I mean, bless their little hearts, they're trying, but they're not <laughs> great. So uh, I'm just intrigued to see uh, if Trevor Lawrence enjoys another very positive outing. Dad. So I agree with the, the Jacksonville Jaguars have been looking really good this so far this season. They lost week one, which kind of was an expected possible loss. And the only other loss was they still look good against, uh, I shouldn't say they look good. Trevor Lawrence looks like he needs like a, a second year quarterback, but they, you know, they were playing the best team probably in the NFL with Philly. Um, I want to see what Damian Pierce, he's starting to play better. Um, so I'm kind of curious about that with for Houston, which is probably their only upside right now going on. So that's pretty much all I'm looking for is to see what T-Lock can come back with. Yeah, I want to see the Jags defense. They've they've been impressive this year so far, uh, in a, in a couple of different in, in different ways. I think they played well against uh, Jalen Hurts in the Philly offense, which is one of the best units in the NFL right now. So they played. They didn't they didn't play amazing, but they they held their own. They had a pick six. They had they disrupted Jalen and in, in that offense a little bit. But uh, I just want to see them keep building and and playing and and uh, see what they do. Uh, Dad, who do you have in this game? Jacksonville. Josh? Jacksonville. All right. So does Chris. Uh, next game is the 49ers at the Panthers. What are you looking forward to, Dad? The amazing quarterback play that's going to be displayed in this game? That will be was, I took my to say. The amazing Carolina quarter play, quarterback play. Um, no. Um, I like what Jimmy Garoppolo has been doing. Um and I'm just kind of hoping he can kind of keep it going this season. Their season has already been kind of thrown into a, a frenzy because this was supposed to be Trey Lance's year, and he's been kind of holding his own with it, you know, just kind of accepting this mantle that he has, and he wasn't even going to have the mantle. So I like it. Josh? Yeah, I'm intrigued to see what the 49ers defense can do. Um, Baker, I like Baker, but, man, he has looked awful this year. And that defense might be uh, – he might be pulling the Sam Darnold out there seeing ghosts. Yeah, I think that I think the 49ers defense can outscore the Panthers <laughs> offense this year – or this game. I think <laughs> I think there's a chance. Um, so, I'm assuming you guys are both on the Niners. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Chris, this is where I said Chris took the Panthers. <laughs> That's why yeah. when you said earlier about the five and eleven thing, I was like, ah, wait, wait a minute. We're, we'll He's get expecting <laughs> a big day out of CMC. Yeah, <laughs> CMC better have five hundred no. yards and six touchdowns, or something. <laughs> which I'll take and die. I'll take in my fantasy team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd rather. Uh, yeah, uh, the next game is the Cowboys at the Rams. The Cooper Rush saga seems like it might continue. Josh, what are you looking forward to? Yeah, um, can Stafford look better? And how does Cooper Rush look against that Rams pass rush? See yeah. What there. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I like uh, I like what Cooper Rush has been doing. If I'm Dallas, as soon as Dak's healthy, I'm looking to trade him to get something out of him, um, especially maybe to Carolina because who knows? Trading Dak or Cooper Rush? Cooper. Okay, you didn't really specify that. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I mean, does, yeah, he. They can There's that it. quarterback controversy, according to Jerry. There, there yeah, could be, so. no. I would be trading Cooper Rush to Carolina for something because it's the only way that you know it'll help him. Um, but I, I agree with with Josh and you know Stafford did not look well last week, and you've got to throw. I mean, you've got to throw more to other receivers. You can't throw it to one guy the whole game and expect to win a game. He's gonna go down trying. Uh, the, to I Cooper the, twenty times. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, the the uh, yeah, I mean, I just want to see the the Rams as a as a team kind of elevate. They haven't looked great as a team so far this year, even the defensively. So, um, can they get back to their Super Bowl ways? Um, so, who are you guys picking, Cowboys or Rams? Dad. I'm gonna go Dallas. Oh wow! Yeah, I my head says Dallas. I'm gonna go Rams. My but heart just can't do it. I I trust me. I I hate saying the words out of my mouth. 
I'll take Josh. I'll take a loss this week rather than picking <laughs> Dallas. That's what I did last week with the Commanders and Cowboys. I was like, I'd rather take the loss and root for Carson Wentz and the Commanders than take the win and root for Dallas. So I'm, that was I'm, that was kind of my thought. I'm going with yeah, the Chris. Uh, Chris took the Rams, so that you you're taking the Cowboys. I took the Rams. Okay. I need at least one of those two to win: Atlanta or Tampa, and Dallas or, or the Rams. Just one of them. Just one. Yeah. Uh, the next game is the Eagles at the Cardinals. Uh, Dad, what are you looking forward to in this game? How well Kyler Murray can look like a video game. Um, I mean, I'm being serious because the, the Eagles defense is going to make him look like a video game. Um, yeah, that's it. I, Jalen Hurts, I can't, I mean, I've said it, we've said enough about the offense of the Philly, the Philly offense. I am, what I'm looking forward to is putting it back into into drive and making Kyler Murray go out because he's not going to be able to do much with that defensive line. That defensive front seven is just going to make him hurt. Josh, what are you looking forward to? I think I'm just looking to see if uh, Kyler actually plays better getting to play off script because you know they're not going to have much stru- structure to that offense. That's true. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that was what I was going to say. I, I, honestly, you you could tell me that what Cliff Kingsbury tells Kyler every play is figure it out, have fun, go have fun, bud. <laughs> and I and I would I would a hundred percent think I would I would think you're hundred I would think you're right, especially because, with no receiving cores. Like I mean, Marquise Brown is one of the greatest, but yeah, like I hundred percent think that's what Cliff Kingsbury tells Kyler every play. Huh, have fun, bud. Go do hey, make it look like a run. If if you can call it out there, if it's a run, it's a run. If it's a oh, what do we do with this? And you scramble for two minutes. Okay. Uh, so what? Who are you guys on for this game? I'm Philly. Yeah, I'm with Philly. Yeah, same here. And this is another one of the picks I that Chris went opposite and took the Cardinals, which was kind of surprising. Uh, Sunday night football, Bengals at Ravens. Uh, Josh, what are you looking forward to in this game? Yeah, the Ravens, I don't know. They have been intriguing. I actually didn't hate Jim Harbaugh's play call. No, John. John Harbaugh's play call. I think going for it, he knew their defense wasn't very good. Their defense wasn't doing well against Josh Allen. And so I'm curious, how will the defense do against Joe Burrow and those wide receivers? I'm looking to see what Lamar does. He didn't have a great game last week. Um, everybody started blaming him for that last play. I'm just, you know, this is a, a guy who's taken a lot of risks on himself, and I think it's just going to come back with it this week. Yeah, I'm looking to see if Joe Burrow continues his hot streak against a Ravens defense that's struggling, hardcore struggling. Uh, I think Joe Burrow put up 930 yards, seven touchdowns to one interception last year against the Ravens in two games. So I, I'm not saying he does something like that, but he had two, he had a, he had a 400 and a 500 yard passing game against the Ravens. I mean, so it is a division game. So yeah. So who, Dad, who are you going with in this game? Uh, I said what I said, but I'm going to go Cincy. Josh, I'm actually leaning Cincinnati right now as well. I am as well. Chris is taking the Ravens. Of course uh, Monday night football is going to be the Raiders at the Chiefs at the AFC West divisional matchup. Uh, Dad, who what are you what are you watching for in this game? Um Casey's looked a little rock, rocky, but they still have pulled out some wins. Um Mahomes is still look great. Uh, it's just the receiving cores. It's not like those well as we expected to be. I mean, Las Vegas, on the other hand, has all these weapons, and they're, Derek Carr is doing everything he can to win a game, and they can't do it. Josh Jacobs pulled off a little of greatness last week. Uh, I mean, it's a division matchup for a division we thought was going to be the best division in football, and it hasn't really looked like that. So I'm just kind of hoping that it is the best division in football for a Monday night game. Josh? Yeah, um, I think what my thing is just the Raven, the Raiders always seem to play the Chiefs tough. 
Um, you look at this and you just like, I think the Chiefs should win. But the thing was last year, I thought the Chiefs should win and the Raiders surprised me. And like, there've been a few other times I thought the Chiefs should win and the Raiders just seem to always play well against the Chiefs. So can they pull the upset? The Raiders have not played this year the way they were expected to. Um, maybe they come out in this game and and really just surprise some people. Yeah, uh, Dad. What or uh, for me? I I think I'm looking for really just to see if the Raiders' offense can get it going. They've they've struggled at times. Josh Jacobs has looked really good, um, but throwing the ball, which is what we thought was going to be real easy for this team with that addition of Devonte Adams, has looked really difficult. So I'm I want to see what they do um, passing the ball. Dad, what are you going with with your pick here? Since it's in KC, I'm going to stay with the home team. Josh? Yeah, um, subject to change, but I'm leaning towards the Raiders. Yeah, I have the Chiefs down, but I am internally struggling. Every time I look at the game, I'm like, I could go either way. Because like you said, last year, was it last year? Or maybe two years ago, or maybe both both years, the the Raiders beat the Chiefs in KC. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, it, it's tough. Uh, they always division games are usually tough. It's hard to predict. So I might change this pick, but that, that's all I got. That's what we what this one we'll do. All right. Uh, same picks this week. Well, guys, that's the end of our episode. Uh, tune in next week to see who's still the uh, who is still going to be the picks champ. And I will have those two surprising picks. Both of them will be W's. All right, we are out. We'll talk to you next week.